and we're silent. Ooh, no music? Okay, we'll do that. No. So, welcome everybody to episode 33. 33. 33. Good job. That's a landmark. Or a milestone. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Our podcast is older than Spencer. Oh, shit. Uh, now, this episode, we um, wanted to get into the origins of marriage and how it's changed from when we believe it started till now. And it was actually pretty interesting getting into it. Some weird facts. I don't know if you call them weird, but facts. Uh, fun but, facts. Yeah, yeah, fun facts. Um, but before that, Spencer said he had a story for us. Are we not doing that now? Oh, we can. Do you still want to do it? Sure. You don't have to. So uh, I'm I'm a bit of a psychedelic explorer. I respect that. And uh, I've I've been uh, microdosing with mushrooms, taking small amounts every three days just to get the benefit of it, uh, because I've I've bad anxiety and depression, and I'm currently feeling stuck right now, and I'm trying something new to see if it helps progress me. It has been known to. Yeah, and uh, I tried the lemon tech method last night. Which is, <clears throat> can you describe that to people? Yeah, so you, you take the ground up mushroom and you soak it in lemon juice. And you let that soak for 15 minutes and then you shot it. You can use Sprite, um, something with a little bit more flavors if it has lemon in it. It works pretty well. Straight lemon juice. See, you were smart enough to chop up the mushroom. Allegedly, if I ever did this, <clears throat> some people might forget to chop up the mushroom and just let it soak. So when you swallow it, it's like a wet glob that really doesn't break up, kind of like you swallow wet toilet paper. Yeah, so anybody that's uh, thinking about doing it, uh, chopping up the mushrooms is probably a pretty good idea. Yeah, well, what the lemon <laughs> juice does is it is it breaks down the psilocybin and turns it into psilocin, which is the which is the chemical that creates uh, all those. Yeah. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, it it, it impacts you. you much faster than the normal method of consumption, and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> um, did you catch yourself getting paranoid where you had to? Okay, calm down. Yeah, I'm fine. I felt like I was about mind. to go insane. And I got really bad anxiety, and I, I started throwing up so hard. Now, the throwing up is common for people, allegedly. Um, <laughs> did you have somebody with you, like, uh, that knew? Not at the moment. Uh, yeah. my, my brother was coming home, though. He came out about 30 minutes after after I had projectile vomited. <laughs> You See, and I was I was hoping the lemon juice would help soothe my stomach because yeah. I normally. Well, you wasn't sick after you threw up, right? Or was no. you still? No, I was okay yeah. after. It's um, you kind of need somebody there. It's like just to grab you and be like, "Hey, man, let go." Right. Let go. You'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, that's it's a hard part. For sure. You got anything and... to put in, Russell? <laughs> no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> and, uh... You know, because because that absorbs faster in the stomach when you soak it in lemon juice, it it hits you faster. And to me, when it was hitting me, it felt like I was about to go on a full blown trip, yeah. which was not what I wanted. 
So I was like in extra panic mode right, at that yeah. point. I don't know much about microdosing, but there's times when you would do it, and I've heard people say that um, you kind of wait on it. Like, okay, is it working? No, it's working. It just, it takes, what, roughly 50, 40, we'll say 45 minutes to an hour yeah. if you're going to eat them for them to kick in. Mm -hmm. So there's a weight to it. But when you do it that way, it's like, oh, it's here. Yeah, it's like yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes. It's like, hey, uh, they're, they're not knocking on the door anymore. They're yeah. bashing that door in. <laughs> they're grabbing you and taking you yeah. and no questions asked. It's it's always always fun though it's good for you yeah yeah i've i can say that it's uh i've definitely started to see some improvement in just my general quality of life i'm sleeping much better um i feel much more level and something that that makes me really happy is i'm starting to be able to feel again like feel emotion yeah like that... actually feel emotion which is gives me more anxiety because like i'm not <laughs> used to feeling that yeah, there's some people can do them and just have fun with them and don't put any thought. But if you do them for a purpose and finding something out about yourself, I really think you can. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. you, I think you kind of have to think that going into it. Now, in your, in your past history, have you ever uh, done anything like that? Yeah. Mushrooms? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were, uh, I've had some good, I mean, a lot of good, I've had some bad, but I kind of did it to myself, you know what I mean? Where like, um, barring, not barring, but kind of trapping myself in a room, nobody, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it, at first it was harder for me to get out of my own head, but then I just learned to take chill out, you know See, what that's, I mean? See, that's, I'm still not there yet, I'm, tr like I said, I, I'm trying to learn to let go. Yeah. And I if I can't let go. There's something good about being scared. People, a lot of people live a very conformed life and they probably can't remember the last time they were scared. There's something about eating a bag of fucking shrooms and being terrified for a few hours that puts you in check, I think. <laughs> You know yeah, what I see, mean? I, <laughs> had, I don't mean you have to be scared every time you do it or have a bad trip, but I had a similar incident and that's that's why I've I'm I'm so I get so scared and have such bad anxieties because I had in high school a really bad experience um using psychedelics. So ever since that had happened, I've just been put off from the idea of doing it and so slowly reincorporating it into my daily life has has kind of opened the door to being able to let that fear go that's good yeah that'll definitely help you if you use it the right way and you know i wouldn't say it's for everybody but i think it can help a lot of people well so you know the science <clears throat> is there and cities and jurisdictions are starting to realize that that's why you're seeing decriminalization for it yeah oh yeah well, that was pretty interesting. I did not know. But, you know, like, um, now, we said before, it was, we're going to talk about marriage. Beforehand, I can say Russell has experience in this. I am not married yet. You've been married how long, Russell? Oh, well, since 2011, so about to be nine years in April. Yeah. 
Congratulations. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, I'm assuming your wedding was a lot different than it was when they first started doing them. <laughs> yeah. The way it sounds, I mean. My wedding was probably a little bit different than how they are now, even. Like, Did you have a classic? Uh, like, what do you mean different now? Like, I mean, we kind of did what we wanted to do. Yeah, like, that's the way to go. Personalize it. Yeah, I mean, probably like the biggest difference. Like, usually they just kind of. I don't even know how like a normal wedding works. Like you go to a ceremony and then family oh, yeah. gets drunk. That's <laughs> usually what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a priest? We had those parts. Read? Preacher? Uh we had a guy that had a tattoo shop. He's the one that married us. Uh I think he's claims to be Jewish. I don't think he was born Jew. But <laughs> He's Jewish. His yarmulke fell off in our what during our ceremony. Can you let it touch the ground? I don't know. I'm not a Jew. I don't know how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, other than that, like we didn't have like traditional music through the ceremony or anything. Like the bridesmaids walked down to girls, girls, girls. (laughs) The groomsmen walked down to. Sharp dressed man. Ah, sharp dressed man. And there then you go. I walked down to Eye of the Tiger, and the old lady walked down to Real Wild Child. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Very punk wedding, you could say. A little bit. But then yeah. the first part of the reception was a lot of country. Was it? And then it slowly got heavier. Wait, you don't want to start with the heavy and then go yeah. country. Well, some of the older ones kind of yeah. start drifting out. That's how you get them out. You know, grandma's got to leave. It's time to drink some beer. It's, uh, yep. you know. <laughs> Play Molly Crew. There's a lot of Molly Crew. I don't think your friend's Jewish because I have right here from the Jewish Museum Berlin oh, website. <laughs> if a non-Jew tries on a kippah, it usually falls off. This isn't fair but let's examine the circumstances more closely. What? And, uh, <laughs> it goes on to explain why. What? Yeah. Oh, that's a cliffhanger. Oh, man. <clears throat> now, if now researching this, the evidence I found of the first marriage, well, not I didn't find the evidence, that there's been studies, research, the scientists out, the, the first evidence found of a marriage, and that's a ceremony, we'll say uniting, then it was one woman to one male or one person to one person uh, is like 4,350 years old. The first recorded evidence was back in 2350 BC in Mesopotamia, which is insane that it was thought of back that far. But when you actually get into it and see why people got married then, it makes sense because then it was it was it wasn't what it is today. It really it <clears throat> marriage and love was not ex- they didn't go together when you read about it. Then I'm sure it did for some cultures, but a lot of it was it was a like a business proposition. 
You know what I mean? To unite families. To unite yeah. kingdoms. Right. Um, and that seemed to be a lot of it. I scrolled down past some shit. Um, a lot of it was the upper class, if they, uh, when I say kings, you know, anybody like that. Nobility. Upper class, yeah. A lot of it was, uh, they could deal with wars, peace, you know, who they married. A lot of them didn't, especially the women, didn't have a choice. You've heard of arranged marriages, right? Yeah. They didn't really have a choice. I'm sure something did. It's but. still common practice in a lot of culture. A lot of cultures. Yes, it is. I've, I didn't know that. Um, not all of Japan or India or China do it, but I was reading uh, India, India, China, Japan. Still, there's a lot where they arranged a marriage. And in Western culture, too, it did it for a while. But there's a benefit. I mean, when you look at... <clears throat> Back then, like, for women, if you think about it, even, I mean, the times we're talking, they probably didn't have a say-so at all. But even, we'll say the 50s or the 60s, when women weren't working a lot and when their duties were more at home, their marriage is what gave them a steady income. Yeah. Who they married, you know what I'm saying? And who they married was... Their money. I mean, it had a lot to do with it. I think that's why it's different now. Like, there should be different laws, which I don't need. We don't need to go into. But women work now. They have their own careers, so it's not the same as it was then. So it's definitely changed. And I was curious of when most people started marrying for love, like marrying because they they cared for somebody. <clears throat> And from what I found, it was right up to the end of the 17th, 1700s, like the very end of the 1700s, they didn't marry for love. It was, like I said, more of a business arrangement. That is not that long ago. No. You know what I mean? If you think of people like living to 100, that's three people ago. Yeah. You know? And like I was saying, the upper class, it was basically business arrangements and making peace and war and you know getting into it the ch the ch how can i say that children marriage ch children arranged marriage was fucking insane i did not know much about that about how many cultures can marry a girl that's like 11 years old or some shit you know what i mean it's fucked up yeah I mean, to them, it was probably normal, but it's not normal. It's disturbing. Yeah. I mean, if you asked a yeah. lady. It was disturbing to us, but if we were from there, we'd be like, hmm, it was an everyday thing. Love is love. Yeah. So, 4,350 years ago, the first evidence, which is a long fucking time. It went a long time without it changing. I mean, Hebrews, um, Greeks, Romans, they all married. You know, some had many wives, but we're specifically talking one, one-on-one. -on -one. <clears throat> it was all different, and from what we know of marriage, it seems like all of it came from, it's all, it's kind of like religion or holidays today. It's all incorporated from different religions, and what do you got there? 
There's, I mean, there's psychological, and we'll get into some fun, some fun facts I liked, but uh, something else I came across was the psychological benefits of marriage. I don't see any. Well, you're not married, so <laughs> like, I'm not married either. No, but I've seen my parents married. Let <laughs> yeah, me yeah, tell that's you, true. there is see, not any. <laughs> they said psychological benefits with happy marriages, so oh, which can yeah. be selective, like happy. Now they're saying even marriages where the mom and the dad are together is known. Generally, the children have better scores in school. They do better in school. All around. I mean, that's not always true, but usually there's a psychological benefit to that. Um, they're saying, basically, like, it seems, though, reading the benefits, like, it's very subjective. Like, how can you, yeah. first off, to say, in happy marriages, like, who are you asking? Yeah. The man and the woman? I mean. I think a lot of times any research like that kind of tends to be subjective. Yeah. Like, it's kind of all, like, a case-by-case. Case. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many they talk to. Because there could definitely be some bad benefits to it. I don't think I'll ever get married. You don't think? No. Well, I never thought I would. I'm too selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah. I really am. I think, I, would be a, I think I'd be a fucking asshole to deal with. You could be. But you don't know that. Somebody might. Scoop you up and fucking love you. Some people like assholes. God right. rest their soul. Um. Yeah, they're the psychological benefits. I was like, oh, it's kind of. I get it. Like, if your parents are together and they're not fucking fighting all the time, the companionship helps. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's definitely there. Better than spending your days alone. Yeah. Did you know since the fifties, the medium age of marriage has gone up? Medium age, as in how old people are before they get married. I did not know that, which it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, people waiting longer and longer. I think that would be a little better. Most of the time you see people get married too young and then they split up yeah. a year or two later. Yeah. I've been with my old lady for, it'll be eight years now, I think. She should probably get married eventually. We'll she's see. gonna hear this. Yeah, she's gonna be waiting. <laughs> she don't listen. No, actually, she does. I don't know <laughs> anymore. I don't ask. I hate hearing my own voice. So when she's listening to it, I leave the room. <clears throat> yeah, so I was surprised with that. Do we want to get into some uh, some marriage fun facts? Sure, hit lay them on me. Okay, Spence. Did you know the ring? F uh, why we wear the ring? On our ring finger? Yeah. It's called the ring finger? Why? Don't because, fucking ruin it. Oh. No, go ahead. Because there's a vein that goes from this finger all the way to your heart. Right. Now, kind of right. Vena amoris is what the Latins call this. And it means vein of love. It was originally believed in ancient Egypt. It started around there. That the belief that a vein ran directly from the fourth finger of the left hand to the heart. So they called it the vein of love. That, in fact... Is false. Oh, there isn't a vein. All the yeah, in all your fingers. Oh, it's it's all the same throughout your hands. But back then it was believed that, so that's why still to this day that's the ring finger, and that's the hand you put it on when you get married. I found that very interesting. Fifty little fact. Right. <clears throat> One of my favorite ones was the the origins of the best man. 
And I, I was telling Russell this. Yeah. And uh, the best man origins is believed to have started in 16th century Germanic Goths. The groom's man would kidnap a bride from a neighboring community if he didn't have one. Or, this is what the groomsmen would do, or would ward off unwilling family if they were trying to get married and people mm-hmm. were stepping in. The best man made sure that the bride didn't run and no one interfered. And he was usually the best swordsman. Huh. So he's called the best man. Yep. So. Chopping motherfuckers down. That went dark. Yeah. Like when you think of. Yeah. Like I, I had heard that before you told me. The brides. Oh, I thought that was fucking badass. Yeah. The bridesmaids were <clears throat> really what they were called. Maids of the bride. Bridesmaid. But yeah. the Boy, the groomsmen serve a completely different purpose. Than they did now. I mean, they throw you. Uh, now it's all about a ridiculous reception from the best man, and all of them yeah. are getting drunk. And I think weddings are stupid. Go home with bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had one like that in our wedding. Really? Yeah, he was trying for two different bridesmaids all night. Damn it! Did he get one? Yeah, he went home with one, and then are they still together? Know. He said, no, they're not still together. It was a one-night thing. Well, not been awesome. And it was it's fucked up because he says he tried, but she didn't want to. She says she tried, but all he wanted to do was cuddle. So then it's like, hmm. Sounds like the guy's lying. Probably. Because I don't know why she wanted Right. I don't know why she would lie. She wanted him. She was trying for him all night, too. But he was also trying for one of the other ones. And the other one mm, wasn't man, having it. No, she had a man at home. Oh, plus, she seen that, loyal. Yeah. Plus, she seen that he was trying to get her. Yeah. And trying to get the other one. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Get some. Yeah. Right. But pussy. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Was so kid friendly up until then, and the mushrooms. Uh, (laughs) if that's the case then it wasn't kid friendly from the start yeah but yeah that found that entertaining we'll never be kid friendly um now the honeymoon originated (laughs) originated (laughs) originated (laughs) originated from babylon four thousand years ago it's believed it was practiced that for a month after the wedding the bride's father would keep giving his new son-in-law all the mead he could drink and around a mead at the time was a honey beer. And at the time of the year that it, this fell around, it was known as the honey month or what we call honeymoon. Aren't you glad we don't do that anymore? Yeah. Hey, let's take your, I'm going to take your husband out and get him shit faced for a whole month. And we wonder why <laughs> the shit happened that it, it yep. did till now. We were so dumb. There's a lot of different little weddings. Like obviously the Victorian age is where the white dress came from and, if you wear a veil, it's because of Christianity. My old lady even sent me some other things about something blue, something old, something new, something like that. I don't know. But it came from a Victorian age. It's probably my least favorite age, Victorian Yeah, age. I agree. It was a dumb era. Fucking Nothing idiots. right ever happened. Yeah. So that is uh, the origins of marriage, a short little one. I think, you know. I'll do better next week with the research. When you try to go back that far, there is not a lot. It, no. And you know what I noticed? A lot of people copy other people's shit. Right. Because right. I read three different um, pages 
on the origins of marriage. And two of them, literally, they had to copy and paste from the first one that I read. Or I don't know who did it first, but, but I was like, it was literally word for word. I was surprised. Oh, yeah. Now, are we ready for uh, News of the Week? News of the Week? Bow, bow. Damn, every time. Well, you know what we need to start playing? Bad guy with Billy Alice. Why? Bad guy. I love no. that song. Um, okay, we're good. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> I don't know what button it was. So. Um, <laughs> the one that was lit up. <clears throat> that makes sense. They're all lit up. They get brighter when you push the them. The wed one. Um, now, the question of the week is, you know how there's anti-vaxxers and a lot of people who's pro-vaccination, which I don't see anybody... F- I mean, it's pretty obvious. You should get most of your vaccination. You should get all uh, of your vaccination. No, yeah. you should get all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a so, reason why you get them. But there's kind of a back and forth on this. You know what I mean? Well, there's one camp, and uh, they're wrong. And then there's the ones that vaccinate their <laughs> okay. children. Well, that sums it up. Um, <laughs> do you think if the coronavirus... There was a vaccination for the coronavirus right now. The government released. People would be lined around the corner to get that. Just I'm asking out of the fear of it. And I understand why people are scared. We brought it up a couple times on here. But do you think people would rush out to grab that as quick as they can? Just to not take any chances. Probably. Yeah. The majority. And I don't blame them. The anti-vaxxers probably wouldn't. Would you? Would you? Yeah. Would you get it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, I I'd probably let a couple people get it first at least. I mean, because a lot of times, well, yeah, that's we what I would do. always go back to this. I was listening to an old, I don't know when it was, Rogan. He brought it up. They had a vaccine for Lyme disease at one point, but it was giving everybody Lyme disease. Yeah. So it wasn't really working. Now, is there different strands of it, like the flu? Like the flu is different, so so you can get a different strand of it. I don't know. Don't know about Lyme disease. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would get it either. I don't know. It's weird because the government's like, "Hey, a lot of people are dying in China." Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not in China. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) it could come over here. I understand. This many people's infected. What? Really? Where the CDC was saying that uh, it's going. To come over here. I've, oh, but it would it, have to. I mean, it was I guess on, we could it. was on Facebook, so I don't know. You can't trust everything on Facebook. Right. Especially but it always when, comes down. Especially to, when you got people that post shit from the fucking onion all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can't tell I, if it's real or not. Yeah, yeah. I almost fell for one the other day. Yeah. Like, I seen the picture and was like, oh, there's something about Long John's. They had this new <laughs> fucking food that they were uh, coming out like, with Ooh. i was like oh like it looked like it was like a fucking beer battered squid or something i was like oh, oh like that'd yeah. probably be good i just ate squid yesterday i can't can't fucking do it you don't like squid no it's delicious but it looks like a fucking squid i couldn't eat it. where'd you get it <sighs> i went to bj's they had calamari is that what it's called yeah yeah I, you ever go to like mizu's and boardman no, Sushi? I haven't been there yet. I didn't know I was eating this. Oh. I went with. Uh, we well, need to get what 
Oh. And his old lady. And yeah. while well, we met him there, and we ate, and he orders this calamari, and I tried some. And I've ate it before, but it looked like onion rings. Yeah. And it was Olive delicious. Garden? No, it was a oh. traditional Vietnamese restaurant in Cleveland. Uh, I and, tried um, it the first time at Olive Garden. Theirs is pretty good. Yeah, it is it, good. It looks like onion rings. Yeah, like this I picked up. It's like a tiny body and five, six tentacles hanging off. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, squid. that's a little squid. I was like, I'd I, try it. I can't eat it. I ate one and it is delicious, but the tentacles moving around in my mouth when I'm eating, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I literally was like, <clears throat> I'm trying to get it down. Like I had to hold my fucking throat. You would hate barbecued squid then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I can't look. Well, the barbecued like, squid, literally, they just bring out this long, skinny plate, and it's just a squid chopped right down the body, uh, and you just eat it all. That's the weird. Rings, I can't do it. And, like, at the top, at the, the top of the head of the squid, it's got the two little fins. That's my favorite part. That and the tentacles. So, yeah. I'd try it. Fuck that. So, give a shit. moral of the story. Good. I'm fucking eating it. Don't eat weird food, because that's what caused the coronavirus. <laughs> it did. I think it was bats, but yeah, don't eat weird food. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you wouldn't get it. I think people would be lined up around the corner to get it, even some anti-vaxxers. Probably. But I'm the same as you. I'd wait. Anytime the government tells me something, I'm like, all right, but I don't trust yeah. you. So we'll wait. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? Even with the flu shot, like, you should get a flu shot. Yeah. But there's a chance. You kind of get the flu. Yeah, that's your... because there's different strands, yeah. they say. Well, there is that, too, but... There's still <laughs> a chance. Most of the time, like, the it. vaccine, like, along with the vaccine, they're injecting you with a little bit of the virus. So there's a chance you can... Yeah. Like, you'd have to have some of the of coronavirus yeah. in there. Yeah. We ready for news <laughs> of the week? I thought we were doing news. That was nope. question of the week. That was oh, question of the week. We're doing news. Oh, is this news time? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's news. Yeah, know. we'll pick one. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, we got to get that right. Um, <laughs> first one, I found this pretty amazing. Did you hear about the woman who was getting brain surgery and part of it, of her brain, was the part where she plays music and the surgeon asked her to play the violin while she's being operated on. Did you do that? Did you? Yeah. I find that very interesting. A British woman has emerged Squeamish. from her complicated brain surgery with her fine motor skills intact thanks to doctors who insisted she played her beloved violin through part of the operation. Dagmar Turner, 53, went under the knife at King's College Hospital in London to have a dangerous tumor removed from her brain on January 31st. The tumor was nestled in the right frontal lobe of the brain close to the area that controls language and the fine movements in Turner's left hand. One wrong move by doctors might have cost Turner 40 years of violin practice, robbing, robbing her of the dexterity needed to play the instrument. But the neurosurgeons had a plan. They mapped Turner's brain, opened up her skull for the surgery, then woke her from an anesthesia and asked her to play the violin. The activity allowed them to see and avoid the parts of the brain she needed to play while successfully cutting away bits of the tumor. Interesting. Yep. A bit disturbing, but interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy how they can do that. That's amazing. If 
anybody's curious, Turner played music by Gustav Mahler. No it's idea. A, I'm not sure the name, but it's George Gerswin's classic or jazz classic, Summertime. You ever heard of it? Yeah, Gershwin. Uh, yeah, by Spanish and pieces by Spanish songwriter and singer Julio Iglesias. Julio Iglesias? Yeah. <clears throat> Julio. That's amazing, though. I love stories like that. Like, that and that it was good. You know, she kept it and it's positive. Story as hell. And it's kind of like, no matter what somebody says now, like, oh, you suck at playing violin. Bitch, I played violin during brain surgery. Fuck out of here. Yeah, everybody else sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, shut your fucking mouth. Okay. Another one. Another surgery one. This was a surgeon in South America does first ever surgery to repair deafness. A lot of positive surgery going on in there. Good. Yes. A South, a South African surgeon and his team at the university uh, has made history by successfully completing the world's first ever middle ear transplant using 3D printed bones. Mashuda, I'm not even saying his fucking last name, and his medical team became the first in the world to cure a 35-year-old patient's deafness by using 3D printed technology. He was able to replace the damaged bones of the patient's ear by recreating the anvil, hammer, stirrup, and ossicles, which made up the inner ear, with similar, similar shaped titan, titanium, not titan, that'd be weird, pieces produced on a 3D printer. It took less than two hours. Nice. That's awesome. Huh? It's kind of badass. It is. I wonder how that guy feels about being able to hear now. Uh, Because I worked with a woman that was supposed to be deaf. And I don't think she really was. But, (laughs) no, seriously, like, you could be, like, 20 feet away from her and, like, whisper, like, very quiet. Not Could even you hardly hear yourself. Her back to you. Ah. Uh, like, I remember talking to one of the other women that worked there, and she kind of said the same thing. And she even kind of, like, looked over and was like, hey, like, okay, like, we're done. We're good. And she fucking whipped her head around <laughs> and looked right at her like, holy shit, like, <gasps> I barely heard you. <laughs> and this bitch is supposed to be deaf? No. That's funny. But at one point, she got hearing aids so she could actually, like, hear everything. She might have had a lot of loss. She didn't like it. Really? Yeah. She couldn't stand all the extra noise that that was going on. Well, this guy wasn't deaf from birth. He uh, lost it in a car accident. So so he remembers a little bit, I'm assuming. So he's probably excited. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I wonder how many people's ever like lost hearing got it back i was like you know what i'm good i don't need it like (laughs) i couldn't do it i gotta hear rogan like (laughs) god damn it could you imagine trying to fucking read his lips going to see a stand up (laughs) or like watching youtube videos (laughs) yeah (laughs) be like fuck um all right i should do another one i say i woke up at fucking 5 30 this morning 
520, and the first thing I seen was Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras had an Epstein float, and it was him not killing himself. That's badass. (laughs) (laughs) The legend lives on. It it caused a lot of shit on social media. (laughs) The float reportedly shows a papier-mâché Epstein in a prison jumpsuit with a woman that very closely resembles Hillary Clinton appearing to strangle him from behind. Adding on the side of the float, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> oh. The people that made this float are my new heroes. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, can we show it? Will YouTube, will we get kicked off YouTube? Well, well you're going to hear audio, so hopefully don't shut us down. YouTube when we're not on YouTube. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Oh, and then behind it, <laughs> a bunch of kids. Is that true? Yeah. It says um, one social media user also noted that the float was followed by the swinging Epsteins, which consist of a bunch of convicted Jeffreys walking down the street with nooses around their necks. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't see that, but. I mean, if it's on there, it must be true, right? Not that, everything on the internet yeah, is true. I had to laugh at that. Um, another one. And I did not think this was true. I did a little bit of research. Not super deep, but this definitely seemed to be true. <sighs> I had to laugh at that. Portsmouth in Portsmouth, Ohio. The Fugitive Task Force is looking for Ronnie Williams Jr. of Scoitville for fraud. He has convinced three local churches that he is Ed Sheeran and even went as far as performing The Shape of You in front of Christian Community Church, Christ Community Church, last Sunday. When the pastor was asked why he believed the real Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran? would perform for $35 in a sandwich. He said, I just assume that he fell on tough times. If you have any information as to Ronnie's whereabouts, message us immediately. Um, I didn't mean to call you out, Ronnie. If you do know, that's actually pretty funny. Probably let the guy go. Unless you're the police, I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> This is him. We definitely did YouTube. Uh, yeah, he definitely does not look like it. I could see all. a skinny ginger was singing Shape of You. Somebody's like, is that a cheer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I funny. don't really see it. Like, if you're squinting in a very... F- if I'm like a half-blind 90-year-old... And you're like, what the fuck? That's hilarious, though. Yeah. I don't what know. if he sung good? And first off, what kind of trouble is he in? How could you be in trouble? If you're like, you can't get somebody in trouble for saying, hey, I'm Ed Sheeran. Somebody's like, oh, I'll pay $5 30. $5 on the sandwich and yeah, he's, play. He's probably fucking homeless. and Yeah, leave the fucking guy alone. That's funny. That or, I mean, he kind of looks like a crackhead. Yeah, well, he got punched in the eye. I wonder who did that. Okay, people. Somebody that figured out he wasn't really Ed Sheeran. <laughs> this, <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> they're, they're just pissed off. All their Christian values go down the fucking 
<laughs> go down the Shitter. toilet when uh, they find out you're not the rare Ed Sheeran. Okay, I'm gonna save this last. I saved this for last okay. because I found this interesting, and I might be blowing it out of proportion what this actually means as a result. But I've read this, and it says to be a rumor, but people inside have seen it. It sounds like it's coming true. Is Marvel is rumored to take over DC Comics? Did you hear about this? I did not hear about that. It has a lot to do with uh, AT&T firing Dan Didio, the Marvel, and uh, they fired him, and that Marvel and Kevin Feige, I don't know, may take over DC Comics. It's claimed that AT&T wasn't happy at all with Dan Didio's latest attempt. I'm probably fucking his last name up, but you know what? Uh, his, he had an attempt to reboot DC Comics with the upcoming 5G event a.k.a. the fifth-generation reboot, which would have seen classic characters replaced with a contemporary take on the characters, meaning making them more culture-appropriate. more culture appropriate. It's said um, that Dan butted heads with Batman writer Scott Snyder over the 5G reboot as Snyder didn't want his comics involved with the event, which caused problems with DC. This would go on to see... You know, a black Spider-Man, which they kind of done. I mean, it's, yeah, they did or that. Not, uh, they did that years ago. Not Spider-Man. Um, uh, Batman, and this and that. But rumors having it, um, that and it's rumors having it that Marvel. Uh, is looking into buying DC Comics. AT&T doesn't want to sell them at the moment because they see the value in the various intellectual properties of having Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. But uh, it is said, I don't know who Ethan Van Shiver is, but he said AT&T will close down DC Comics if 5G fails, which is probably going to fail because you can't, yeah, um, and I'm not against what they're doing, but it's just I want to see what I grew up on. Exactly. You know what like, I mean? If you want more culturally appropriate characters, bring in new culturally appropriate characters. Nah. New ones. Nah, I say yeah. fuck it. Anyone can play any superhero that they want. It's all made up anyways. Like, who gives it's, a shit? Yeah, but like... I. <sighs> I guess if they're not changing Marvel it completely. Kind of, Marvel kind of did that at one point, too. Like, Bruce Banner as the Hulk went away. And they brought in... I don't even know the guy's name. It was, like, some new guy. He was, like, half Asian, half something else. Had a faux hawk. He's the new Hulk. And he changes into, like, exactly like... I mean, it's just like the other Hulk. And they did that with a bunch of their characters. So? Um, so, we don't want to see well new people as our characters. Like, I want to see Bruce Banner as the Hulk. Yeah. I don't want some new guy. Yeah, but he's got to retire so. eventually. you got to think long term. He doesn't what? have to retire. It's the all made character. up. They live forever. I'm sorry. I thought you meant his actor. <laughs> no, no. no I'm we're talking about it in the comics. Now, I will note books, like... that Marvel did this. 
um, a while ago, they had a similar approach and uh, with Marvel Now event that saw classic characters replaced with, you know, with more yeah. culture appropriate and it yes. failed miserably. Yeah. Now, talk about. I quit buying comics at that point. It is claimed that AT&T is also contemplating getting out of the publishing side of things altogether and farming DC to Marvel. Well, f- they spe- specified DC Comics, farming DC Comics out. There's a couple, but it's saying as the biggest would be to Marvel. And I wonder what that would change. Now, do you buy the rights? Like, if you buy DC Comics, do you get the right to Batman? Can we yeah. see Batman versus Iron Man? or Comic-wise, yeah. But they've done stuff like that before. I don't know how much they've done, like, a DC versus a Marvel or anything in a comic. Yeah. But I know, uh, I can't remember who it was now. I had it, too. It definitely There can't. was a spawn in somebody. I can't even remember now. Uh, I remember hearing about that. I've never, there's know. never been major They've production. Been Batman and the Ninja Turtles. Right, but those are very and little, un, un, um, are you going to try to say that the Ninja Turtles are unknown? No, no. <laughs> Batman's a lot more known than Ninja Turtles. They're both super uh, known. The problem is nobody knows about that show or that movie. Like if, you know what I mean? I, you told me about Wolverine versus the Hulk. And I was like, what? And I believe no, it was on the yeah. Fire Stick or something or Netflix. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah, and but nobody knows. There's no, I'm saying in a form, an A-list form. Like a oh, Avengers like movie. A movie, yeah, or you know what I mean. See, I don't know about that because if we're just selling DC comics, because then there's a lot more rights that, that go into it. I didn't know. Yeah, like it's not this comics making a movie; it's Fox is making a movie. Yeah, or That's... who's the other one? Um, oh, what? Well, basically, Marvel, Fox owns some, Sony owns. Yeah, Sony Spider-Man. is what I meant to say. Universal so, still owns the Hulk. You got to get it to come together like it's fucking Connor yeah. and Floyd all over again. That's why we haven't gotten a standalone Hulk movie. It's because Universal still owns the rights. Yeah, we did. Um, <clears throat> Do you know who the Submariner is? No. It's kind of Marvel's version of Aquaman. No. Yeah. No surprise. I don't know who that is. He's kind of like Aquaman. He's I wouldn't like, know who Aquaman is if fuck. Jason Momoa didn't fucking play him. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, somebody owns the rights to Submariner. They've never made a movie about him or anything. That's because but, anytime like, we'll he's never like, get to see him in a movie because nobody. I think it's like is. some company that like doesn't even exist. Somehow there's like some weird fucking loophole in the wrong direction where they can't do anything with Submariner, but put him in comics. I think that's okay to let that go. Probably. <laughs> like, yeah, but you it's know. just like the whole thing where like Marvel got into trouble with. Well, they got into financial trouble and sold off some of the rights to characters for movies. And now... One and back can't or something? Get, yeah, we can't... Some of them are coming back. Um, uh, What was it? Fox owned Daredevil. Yeah. And then they didn't do anything with them for so long, so the rights reverted back. That's how Netflix got the Daredevil series. Do you think? But I guess Netflix has all their all the Marvel stuff that was on Netflix. They have on lockdown too. 
Yeah, they got Disney Plus I guess has a lot sh- of it, doesn't it? Well, Disney owns Marvel. Okay, that's why it's all Warner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess at some point here in 2020, all the Marvel stuff that was on Netflix, I seen a thing yesterday about it. They're talking about bringing Daredevil and Punisher and everything to the movie universe. And I think his name's Charlie Cox. That's a they played yeah. Daredevil. That's I a think whole he's different the only podcast. One that they're bringing into the movies still. They're keeping him as his character. I think they're going to replace everybody else. Who? The guy that played Daredevil. Okay, I think his yeah. Name's Charlie Cox. Um. <clears throat> now, definitely, like you can't just let DC Comics go from what the rumor is stating. Not really, but at the same time, like comics aren't what they used to be. No, but at is, all. is like, it the rights even... to that? Like, just to g- throw away the rights to Batman and Superman, do you, you know how much money's in that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm assuming they'll still own the rights to be able to make the movies. Okay, so that's where the money is. Somebody now. else can't do that. We're like, oh, you're done with Batman? Yeah, I'll take over I don't comics. I think there's. I'd imagine. Yeah, that wouldn't work. There aren't that too way. many people buying comics anymore. Like, I think in the grand scheme, there's still a lot of people, but like. You couldn't open up a comic shop and expect to make a bunch of money. Oh, no. Like, not even close. That's like opening a UCD yeah. shop. There's a record store up in Rec- Niles. Records are different, though. People are getting back into collecting records. But you can get CDs there. I do, but I never listen to mine. I used to listen to mine all the time. It's so I listen to mine all to the time. Motherfucking phone out. Yeah, I know, but it's so it, there's something about listening to a record. Yeah, it, analog so sound. Better. It's yeah. analog sound. It, it, you hear it differently. You hear the pops and crackles before the song starts. Yeah. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Um, thank you for listening. Please go to our Facebook. Like us. Like follow us. us. Follow the page. Comment. Um, to let people know, whatever you listen to us on, there should be a subscribe button. Please hit that subscribe button. Shut the fucking notifications off if you want. It's, yeah. Subscribe. Like us. Follow us on Twitter. Please. Uh, love you guys. You See you next week. Down.